Hi, and welcome to Encountering God Ministries with Salvatore and Sarah. Just really glad that you were able to join us today. Just want to encourage you, if you want to, to go into our website, EncounteringGodMinistries.org, and you can check out some of our things that are on our site there. Uh, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Tom and Sarah. Uh, that will soon be changed as well to Salvatore and Sarah. And um, yeah, so just welcome uh, and enjoy yourself. And thank you for joining me today on the podcast. And we know that uh, our desire and our goal at Encountering God Ministries is that we all would get closer to Jesus, be able to encounter him, be encouraged, built up, and and and, and let it be known of what we're supposed to be doing and how to bless each other. So join us today and thank you for being here. Hey, I want to today I want to talk about uh some major things and um and 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 one of the things that I want to get out hopefully I can get to a bunch of them but uh let's just uh let's just get this. So, in the Song of Songs we're carrying on uh this theme in Song of Songs chapter 1. He says, the most amazing song of all by King Solomon. Let him smother me with kisses, his spirit kiss divine. So kind are your caresses, I drink them in like the sweetest wine. Verse 3, your presence releases a fragrance so pleasing, over and over poured out. For your lovely name is flowing oil. No wonder the brides to be adore you. Draw me into your heart. We will run away together into the king's cloud-filled chamber. So I wanted to read that first, and hopefully we'll get to some other things. Uh, Hopefully we'll get to the cloud-filled chamber uh, today, if not at least by tomorrow. So we talked about yesterday uh, being smothered by the kisses of the Lord. We, We were talking about what it looks like to be smothered by the kisses of the Lord, just to have God come over us and smother us. But not only does he smother us, nor not only do we want to have him uh, smother us with the kisses, but he wants us to smother him with kisses. I mean, what relationship is there that a husband and a wife um, don't smother each other with kisses? It's just like, it's just something that is intimate, something that is powerful. It's something that is God-ordained, and we need to go there, Okay. And um, uh, this is not a marriage counseling thing. Uh, it, it is simply the, the need that we have to continually go after the things of God. And this is one of them. God created this. You know, I mean, a lot of people, uh, especially when I grew up, uh, a lot of people were in the church were afraid to talk about, uh, you know, we were afraid, afraid to talk about relationships. We're afraid to talk about intimacy. We're afraid to talk about um you know, marriage relationships. And there was a uh, a season when many, many people who were married around the time that I was were struggling in their relationship because they didn't understand all of the principles. I'm starting to learn all the principles. And, um, and you know, and I, and I often say that, um, that, you know, God is a God of the second chance, second, third, fourth, fifth chance. And if your marriage is struggling today, if you're, if you're, having issues in your marriage, if you're having problems in your marriage, um, just understand that God can fix it. If, if, if you feel like you're at a dead end in your marriage, recognize that God uh, can, can heal, God can fix, God can renew. God is a God of refreshing. 
Um, now, I'm not saying if you're divorced that God's going to give you your wife back or your husband back. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that that the friendships can be restored and, you know, because you didn't just marry somebody to marry somebody. You had to have developed a friendship and God can restore that in you as well. So that's really cool. Anyway, uh, I want to get into this, uh, not briefly, I want to get into this and really dig into some of this. He says, so kind are your caresses. So kind are your caresses. Okay, um, your loves, you know, the, the, the love that God has. I mean, you've seen parents with babies and they, and they hold the baby and they, and they caress the baby. And, and it's like, this is how there is, um, a, a connection made. And this is how it, this is how it works out. And, and you, and you caress them and you hold them and, and you look at them eye to eye. And there's something intimate about that as well. And God says, and, and, and she says to him, um, so kind are your caresses. Okay. I drink them in like the sweetest wine. And, 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 and a lot of times you have to sit back and just soak in the presence. And what I mean by soaking is that you're just still before the Lord. And it's as though you're, 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 you're in a hot tub or, or a wading pool and you're just sitting there and you're just soaking in the refreshment. And that's what it means. You know, his, uh, his, his sweet caresses. And then you drink them in like the sweetest wine. And my grandfather used to make, he used to have a wine cellar and he made his own wine. And, um, and you know, it was some of the best wine that a lot of people have, have drank. And my grandfather was really good at it. So uh, here it is. So, so he drinks them in as the sweetest wine and he goes, your presence releases a fragrance so pleasing. And it's not a mistake that he's talking about Drinking in, okay, drinking in the sweetest wine and his presence, because that's what, that's what you're doing. You're coming into his presence and you're looking at his presence and you're saying, yes, God, I want to be in your presence. I want to soak in your presence. I want to be so, um, I don't want to say this. I want to be so lost in your presence. A better way to say that would be, I want to be found in your presence. I want to be there. Uh, Moses wanted to, and he would go into the tent of meeting with, with, and Joshua would watch over it. Him and Aaron would go in. Joshua would watch over, and, and it would be in his presence. The Bible says, in his presence is the fullness of joy. In his presence is the fullness of joy. One thing I've desired in that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and behold the beauty of the Lord. This is what he's talking about. He's talking about being in his presence. And you have that opportunity to be in his presence all day, every day. You don't have to worry about it. You just go and you be, God is always everywhere. Before, you know, a friend of mine, uh, when he walks into a building, before he goes in, he says, okay, Jesus, I want your presence. I want to feel your presence. Where are you? You know, and, and just like he'll look out for him wherever he is. And, and, and so his presence, since his presence releases a fragrance so pleasing, he says it's over and over, it's poured out. And, and I get that picture of the woman with the alabaster jar that came to Jesus and broke it, broke the jar. You know, it was a year's, it cost a year's wages, um, in order to, to have this, have this oil and she pours it on his feet. 
Now, a lot of people were indignant, including some of the disciples. And can I say maybe Judas was a little in, um, little upset about it because he was in charge of the money. Like, like, couldn't have this been sold and money given to the poor as though he was interested? I believe he was interested in, in giving to the poor. Um, but here he is and he says, hey, so the fragrance of the Lord cannot come any place without it being affected. There's no atmosphere when the presence of the Lord comes that isn't affected one way or the other. And you are a carrier of that presence. As you spend time with him, as you are intimate with him, as you are vulnerable with him. Selah. <laughs> Let that soak in a little bit. And he says, your lovely name is flowing oil. I love this. Uh, his lovely name, his name, his lovely name. Lovely means exquisitely beautiful. When God calls you lovely, he's saying you are exquisitely beautiful. We'll talk about that later on. You are exquisitely beautiful. But then he said this, this flowing oil. Um, <clears throat> it's like, it's like a word play that they have in Hebrew because, because the word for name and oil are, are, are very similar. They're, they're, it's like a, it's like a word play. It's like, uh, 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 Shem, you know, the, the, the Hebrew phrase, Baruch Hashem, bless the name. And, uh, and, and Shemen, which is the word for oil. It's, it's like a play on the words there. I hope I'm pronouncing them correctly. But, um, <clears throat> but what he's saying is that your name is flowing oil. And I, when I, when I, when I was in this time with Jesus, all I remember was that God was, was taking it. And he was saying something to the effect of, you know, like like a waterfall. You know, like I I, I don't know if you've ever been to uh, like uh, Snoqualmie Falls in Washington State or or Bernie Falls or, um, <clears throat> or you know or even Whiskey Town Falls, some place where there's a waterfall and you see it. His name is like that. It's flowing oil. It's just it just flows over you. It brings refreshment. I remember being up in the Whiskey Town. Um, falls and uh, it was really really hot day and being under the falls it was so refreshing it was like over 100 and um and I, I would get under the falls and the water was so cold and so brisk and it just brought refreshment yeah it was a shock at the beginning but it was so refreshing it was so um you know it just it was just really good his name is that it's not stale it's a flowing oil it's flowing it's continually going after you now again, this is not exhaustive. It's just it's just to whet your appetite to go and look. And then he says, "No wonder the brides to be adore you. No wonder that um, that that these uh, maidens love him to death. See, his heart is for one, and these maidens love him. But his his love uh, is for his one, his bride, and you are his bride. This is a good word, so." Anyway, um, he says here uh, in uh, toward uh, in verse four, he says, "Draw me into your heart." She's talking to the king. She's talking to the bridegroom and says, "Draw me into your heart. Draw me there." He says, "Draw near to the Lord, and He will draw near to you." Draw. Keith Green wrote a song. He says, "Draw me, draw me, draw me." God is saying, come to me, and he's drawing us. No man can come 
to the Lord unless the Father draws him. You have to be drawn, and God's drawing you right now. Draw me into your heart. And I've said this numerous times. I have a friend in, in Malawi, and she's a, she's a missionary. And what she did, uh, what she does actually is like, she said this. She said that she asked Jesus into her heart when she was 11 years old. But she asked Jesus if she can come into his heart when she was 31. Totally changed her life. She surrendered everything and she asked if she can be in Jesus' heart. <clears throat> and so, um, yeah, I just kind of feel like, feel like we need to, we need to go in this direction today. Um, that we need to come and be drawn into his heart. He's drawing you right now. Come. Come into his heart. And he says this, that we will run away together into the king's cloud-filled chamber. And as we, as we come to the end of this, we're going to run away together. It's like you're not going to run away by yourself. You're not going to run away, you know, um, as, as though there's a carrot out there waiting for you to grab it. That's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is that you are coming together with him into the king's cloud-filled chamber. He's talking about the chamber of the Lord. He's talking about the place where God dwells, where, where there is a place of intimacy. May I say it's his bedchamber, a place where, where he's not ruling anything, but what he's doing is he's, he's being intimate. He's opening to everything here. I want to very quickly go into some of these things. If you go to Leviticus chapter 9, the verse 23 and 24, it says, Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting, and when they uh, came out and blessed the people, the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. The glory of the Lord appeared. So they went into the tent of meeting. They were meeting with the Lord. And then when they came out, they blessed the people, and the glory of the Lord came down upon them like a cloud. Remember, it was the pillar of cloud that guarded them in the day, and it was the pillar of fire that guarded them at night. Okay? And it says, when the fire came out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering, the portions of fat on the altar, and when the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. That shout and falling is, is a shout of joy. They were rejoicing because God was there. This is what's happening in this cloud fill, this canopy being sheltered in the shadow of his wings, coming into the secret place of the Lord. This is what happens. His glory falls. If you, if you go to second Chronicles chapter seven, uh, before the famous verse that everybody quotes in times of crisis, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, or when my people humble themselves and pray, he will hear from heaven. But listen to this. Now, when Solomon had finished praying, Okay, so he just built the temple. He consecrated it and he was praying. And then when he finished, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices and the glory, the smoke cloud filled the house. The priests could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. And all the sons of Israel seeing fire come down and the glory of the Lord upon the house bowed down on the pavement with their faces to the ground, and they worshipped and gave praise to the Lord, saying, Truly he is good. Truly his loving kindness is everlasting. There's so much here, but when you come and are drawn and you come deep into the presence of the Lord, there is no fear. The Bible says there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. 
It casts out all fear. Okay? So realize that God is not coming down with this like, I'm going to consume you and destroy you. That's not what God does. I love this. Listen to what they said. They didn't say, oh my goodness, we're going to die. They didn't say that. What they said was, truly he is good. Truly his loving kindness is everlasting. Truly, I'm telling you, he is good. What was that in, in, in Second Chronicles? I'm going to go there actually. Second Chronicles chapter 20. And we'll, we'll pick up on this the next time. I know it's, you know, we've been a while on here, but in Second Chronicles chapter 20, uh, Jehoshaphat is up on the hills and they're afraid because, um, all of these, uh, people, um, are coming against them. And he says, uh, did you not, O Lord, drive out the inhabitants of the land, etc.? And then he, then he says, our God, you are the judge of them. And then, and then whatever, and what happens here is that, um, that, that he sends the, the worshipers and they go out and they worship. And then on the fourth day, they came to the Valley of Baraka, which is the Valley of Blessing. And um, and they came, with, uh, he sent, uh, let's see, let me just read it. Verse 26 of chapter 20. Then on the fourth day, they assembled in the Valley of Baraka, where they blessed the Lord. There they named the place the Valley of Baraka until today. Every man of Judah and Jerusalem returned with Jehoshaphat at their head, returning to Jerusalem with joy, for the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. Uh, and, the, and the dread of God was on the kingdoms of the lands. Uh, and, and then uh, it goes on. And then he, he talks about this, and it's just like uh, the, their battle cry. Their battle cry. I mean, like Jehaziel, and earlier in the chapter, says you don't need to fight this. You don't need to fight this battle. Station yourselves, stand and see the salvation of the Lord, just like Moses uh, told the Israelites. And then he says, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow you go out and face him. The Lord is with you. And they sang a song. This is verse 21. They sang a song to the Lord. This is their battle cry. This is their battle cry as they go against uh, they go against the enemies. And he says, they sang a song to the Lord. And, um, and, and uh, let's see. Uh, who sang to the Lord. He appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire as they went out before the army and said, give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness is everlasting. And the Lord set up ambushes and destroyed them. Hey, good morning, Lynn. And um, and it's it, it's one of these things. You have to understand whatever battle you face, the glory of the Lord is there. And the glory of the Lord always shows the goodness of God the, the, the loving kindness of God always does. So go there and enjoy him and be in his presence and love on him. I went a little long today and, and I apologize for that. We'll pick up some of this. But this is the beginnings of the secret place. This is where you come into the secret place of the Lord. So anyway, God bless you guys. You have a great day. God is amazing in you. Uh, Lynn, just, just, just recognize and watch. Uh, watch what God does. The battle's not yours, it's his. Station yourselves, worship him, and praise him, and thank him, and watch what happens, the miracles that we need in our lives. God bless you. Have a great day.